That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Hey, what up? It's me again, your host, Christina. Before we get to today's super special Unlocked Patreon bonus episode, we have a little bit of an announcement. Are you getting sick of announcements yet? Because I'm not. Y'all may have heard of our friend podcast, Fandom's Gone Wrong. Charlie and Carrie, the hosts, guested on an episode of the Restricted section. So if the pod name is ringing a bell, you know why. I'm more than excited to announce that Phantom's Gone Wrong is coming onto the Movie Night Crew Network. I love this podcast because it's so open-ended. No fandom is safe. They've covered Barbie, DCOMs, books, book adaptations into movies. You name it, they do it. I'm so excited. I love this podcast. Here's the trailer. Hello, you awesome nerds out there. Yes, you. Have I got the podcast for you. We've got pop culture, swearing, and all the immature jokes you could ask for. We'll take you on a journey through TV shows, movies, books, and maybe a video game someday. And we'll tell you how they all went wrong. I'm Charlie. And I'm Carrie. And this is Fandoms Gone Wrong. New episodes every other Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hell yes! How can you not be stoked after a trailer like that? I am literally so excited. I'm really happy that we're opening our doors to like any fandom. <laughs> Obviously, the restricted section is limited in some ways. It is, you could say, restricted to Harry Potter content only. But luckily for us, Harry Potter content is vast. A great example of this is today's Unlocked Patreon bonus episode, Soup Salad Sandwich. If you don't know what that means, you will soon. Before we get started, a very, very special and heartfelt thanks to all of our patrons over on Patreon. They're the reason this podcast exists. They're the reason we can keep doing what we're doing. So we are so grateful to you. If you are a patron and you're listening to this again, sorry, but I'm sure it'll be just as ridiculous the second time around. So everyone freaking brace yourselves for soup, salad, sandwich. Cue the dope bonus episode music. Welcome to the restricted section, super sexy bonus episode. Sexy. I'm here today with Andrew, Brooke, and Mike. That's alphabetical, not order of preference. And today we are going to be playing a game that my brother Ryan introduced to me. He wrote the theme music. He and his friends invented a game called Soup Salad Sandwich. And I have in front of me the unofficial Harry Potter cookbook. Deeply unofficial. This book is unofficial and unauthorized. It is not authorized, approved, licensed, or endorsed by J.K. Rowling, her publishers, or Warner Brothers Entertainment Incorporated. So we're um, not giving money to that bitch. We are not giving money to that bitch. Uh, I do already own this book through no fault of my own. It was gifted <laughs> to me. The interior inscription says, Happy 26th birthday, Christina. I want to come over for some treckle pudding? Question mark. I love you, my beautiful, amazing girl. Love, mom. <laughs> oh, that's uh, I will not be making her treckle pudding. <laughs> <laughs> so the premise of this game, Soup Salad Sandwich, is that I'm going to read out 
the name of a, a recipe from this book, like a food that has appeared in Harry Potter. And each page has a, just a little bit of lore in case we want to investigate that or look into any, I have like the ingredients list in case we need to defend ourselves. But the, the goal of this game is to decide whether any given food item is a soup, a salad, or a sandwich. There all no, are no alternatives. Before we started recording, Andrew asked if we could add schmear to that category. The answer is no. Mm-hmm. It has to be a soup, salad, or sandwich. <laughs> so, are you all ready to get started? Indeed. Yes. Okay. Let's start. I'm just... I I have a series of tabs because some of these are silly. There's a lot of, like, crumpet-type situations. Um, let's start with a mince pie. Does everyone know what a mince pie is? Sandwich. Hard it's a sandwich. Thing. Yeah. Sandwich for sure. Pastry on top and pastry on bottom with meat in the middle and potentially cheese if it's mince and cheese. It's like a reverse open face sandwich. (laughs) Okay, wait, let me read this little doodly. Mince pies are very Christmassy, and sure enough, Mrs. Weasley sends Harry some for Christmas along with other goodies. Oh, we talking Christmas mints. We talking like the fruit pie version. This one does not include meat. It is fruit. Um, I would also like to read this. If you eat a mince pie every day of the 12 days of Christmas, preferably in a different house each time, you will have a happy year, according to an old Yorkshire superstition. I got, like, unreasonably upset at the pie shop in Richmond last year because they ran out of Christmas mints. To run out is, is strong. They listed that they would be selling it starting on a certain day. I was super excited to go get it. And when I got there, they said that they were only selling it by pre-order. And I was like, that's not what it said on your Facebook. And the lady just looked at me like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's like, I don't run the Facebook. <laughs> Fuck you. We don't forget. We remember. No, we mostly forget. I'm going to order some from them this year. I love Christmas mints. It's like lesson learned. <laughs> Can we just talk about like having to go around to 12 different houses? Like, I don't know if I know that many people in the in the general area, so you're just, like, knocking on the door, and you're like, hey, I just need to stand inside your doorway for five minutes and this pie. Are you cool with this? And someone's like, 12 days of Christmas? And you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of when I was a kid, my parents were rich. Before I was a kid, they were poor, and after I was a kid, they were poor. But when I was a kid, they were rich, and they used to go to... Um, I think they were called progressive dinners, where, yeah. like, you go to a different couple's house for each uh what's it called each course yeah 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 they're called a headache with very yeah no it's a nightmare (laughs) especially because i lived in a neighborhood where you absolutely cannot walk from house to house that's a driving situation yeah for the most part that's a strong suburban vibe it's like you and the four houses immediately adjacent to yours i'm sorry if you just would have stopped there with my parents had progressive dinners i would have been like Oh, sweetheart, no. Because that just sounds like a code word that parents like would use. Oh, progressive dinners. Yeah. They're like, like put your key in the fishbowl progressive. Yeah, they're like, oh. Mom and Daddy are going down to Key West for a progressive dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your progressive aunt, we're going to her progressive dinner to meet some of her progressive friends. Stop talking about my birthday plans. <laughs> Okay, the next one we're going to do is a cup of tea. Soup. Leaf soup. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I was going to try and defend it as a salad in some way with an extra amount of dressing, but when you drown it in that much dressing, it's a soup. It's gotta <laughs> you be a soup. don't eat the leaves. Yeah, you don't eat the vegetable part of it. I'm going to say sandwich. <laughs> or sandwich, Michael. You must <laughs> so defend your answer. Uh, well, um, you see the... I wish you guys edible. could see the stupid faces making. <laughs> Uh, the cup is el- edible because we're in Willy Wonka land, apparently, <laughs> and therefore sandwich. Bro, we're talking about wizards. So one, wizards and Willy Wonka are two very different. Both have slavery. Magic. They both have slavery. Both have slavery. Great point. Andrew. We just literally watched Chamber of Secrets last night, and there were floating muffins that like could knock you out. So if it's an <laughs> edible cup. I believe it. Okay. That was a trick, though. That was a straight-up trick. It was tomfoolery. <laughs> okay, just a little... I agree that it's soup. So it's not even called tea in this... I don't... Why would you put a recipe for tea in a cookbook? I don't know. <laughs> it's called a proper cuppa. And it says, Tea appears many times in the Harry Potter books, a testament to its importance in British life. A very significant tea is Harry's first one with Hagrid, the first of many and the beginning of a strong friendship. I'm wondering, I'm sure somewhere along the line, there's like a 16 year old girl living in the middle of like Oklahoma, who is literally like, I finally got my parents to take me to the grocery store to buy tea. How do I do it? Oh, yeah. There should just be in the book where you look up how to do tea. It should just say seaside of box. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> this is like prepare ag- as directed by T. <laughs> this is aggressively reminding me of when I was at a friend's house the other day and for some reason we were all telling our first period stories and it's like a tampon seems so intuitive unless you're twelve. And then it's like, what Honestly, am I supposed to do with this? I like stuck just the tip in and then like pushed the plunger and was deeply confused as to <laughs> I was like, it's most of the way out, but I guess this is fine. <laughs> Like, and she's the man when it's hanging out of her nose. Yes. <laughs> You're like, this is my only reference. <laughs> In my defense, I still haven't figured them out yet. So I'm still working on it. It's, yeah. it's, it'll get there eventually. <laughs> also, can we can we create a nonprofit for girls in Oklahoma to help them with their tea problems? Because <laughs> the I world has so many troubles. Dude, when Brooke brought that up, I was sad. I was like, are there little girls in Oklahoma who can't make tea? Do we need to help them? We've been to Oklahoma City. There's, is this happening in Nebraska as well? I think it's more likely to happen in Nebraska than Oklahoma. If you are listening yeah. and you are in Oklahoma or Nebraska, message us on restricted section, either Twitter or Instagram. Let us know. Is there tea in Oklahoma? I have, fam- I have family in Oklahoma, but they certainly do not listen to this podcast. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure they have tea on a lot of farms, though. Because like, if you go back far enough, you get, especially on farms, you get some of those... Uh, like where it goes full circle where they are very anti, like they're not like what you would think of as woo people, but they do a lot of holistic medicine and stuff. It's just not doctored up. It's like, Oh yeah. It's like that. It's like that Indian shaman shit. Where they just like, well, it's, it's just, it's not Eastern. It's just Western, like medicinal herbs and things like that. No, no, no. It's like, it's like dances with wolves shit. Yeah. 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 Kind of. Yeah. But it, I mean, it does exist, though. I mean, I'm sure I, I bet there's a lot of places that have tea. Now, good quality tea or like anything that you would want to drink, maybe not. But I bet they have tea. Come Rick on. and I are both just like squinting, waiting. <laughs> Next thing. 
<laughs> the next food is fried tomatoes. The morning after a harrowing encounter with the Dementor on the Hogwarts Express, Harry restores his peace and good humor with a little help from his friends and sausages and fried tomatoes for breakfast. Okay, so this is like full English tomatoes, not like like good proper southern US like fried green tomatoes, right? It is a fried tomato. It doesn't have to be green, but it is breaded. Interesting. And it also recommends you serve it with hot buttered toast. Should we include that? No. Let's not include that. Let's not include that. Uh, Just wait, the why t- would you serve t- what? Why would you We're serve British. toast with a fried, fried. We're British. There is a reason why the U.S. needed to break away from this country, and it's 100% related to their culinary legacy. <laughs> it had nothing to do with taxation without representation. Mm. Um, let's see. Fried tomato. Ah. Salad. I feel like salad. You got tomatoes and breadcrumbs, which are kind of like croutons. And then you usually spice that in some way. You put, like, seasoning in that. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say salad. This is a British cookbook, so it only rep- recommends pepper. What the fuck? <laughs> pepper so, yep. and flour. <laughs> Not even salt? Not even salt? Um, okay, salt and pepper. Oh, thank God. Just as a quick aside, you do know why a lot of British food is like considered bland, right? Because they suck at cooking. Because of war. Because, of because they had rationing going on for up until like the 80s. And so because of this, a lot of cookbooks that were put out in Britain from like the 50s onwards had very little to do with flavoring because it was just like, this is what you cook. This is what you have a- access to. I have you no didn't have sympathy. access to like turmeric or anything like that. You just had salt and pepper and that's it. I have no sympathy for the wartime Brits who couldn't get to turmeric considering how many native people were murdered in the pursuit of turmeric. Uh, aside from the wartime recipes, prior to that, they also didn't fucking use seasoning. The classic English meal is the roast dinner. That's where you take vegetables and meat and roast it. Also, a lot of countries have been through war. France is a great example of a country that was ravaged by war, but they're fine. They make a dope baguette, you know, like we they got it. I'm going to defend Andrew on this one because you brought up a good point, Tina. France makes smaller food. That's why they get invaded. England makes <laughs> shitty food. That's why they don't get invaded that much. Come on, man. Use some fucking common sense, dude. It's because of those dope-ass baguettes that the fucking Germans keep fucking walking down the Champs-Élysées. Well, also the English. The English knew their food sucked and tried to take over France on multiple occasions. <laughs> also, because of the baguettes, which is French for magic wands. Baguette. Something about wizards protecting France from war. With bread. Y'all, I told you, soup salad sandwich starts fights, okay? We're not going to be friends on the other end of this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to the next one. The little aside for the fried green tim- Nope, just a regular fried tomato. I'm from Dante? I'm from Virginia, so I just throw the word green in there. But um, the aside is about how, for those who don't know, for a long time, the British people thought tomatoes were poisonous because they're in the same family as nightshade. Which is for sure poisonous. Hmm. Hmm. Dante, I'm gonna eat cat for dinner. Uh, soup. That would be soup. <laughs> okay. Harry's first birthday cake, chocolate layer cake. 
It's hard to imagine a woman so heartless that she wouldn't ever, ever bake a birthday cake for her motherless nephew. But such is indeed the case for Harry Potter, who meets his first birthday cake when he turns 11, courtesy of Hagrid. Chocolate birthday cake, soup, salad, sandwich. Sandwich. Clearly a sandwich. Oh, no, dude. It's, clearly it's, it's soup. It's Hagrid making it. He doesn't bake it all the way. It's basically just like lava. It's just, it's chocolate soup, man. <laughs> That's a, technically a bean soup right there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say for the most part, chocolate layer cake is going to be a sandwich. The, the, the term layer to me, automatically indicates sandwich. Yeah, because you're you're providing that there's a base of some sort that is then having additional things put on top of it to increase its tastiness and also okay, density. Okay. You that guys are is talking, a sandwich. You guys are talking about the final outcome, but it's Hagrid. You never get to the final outcome. <laughs> it is literally just a bowl of like mixing ingredients. It's a giant soup bowl, man. So what you just said is that layers equal sandwich. Okay. If you have a base followed by a series of identical layers. Those are like, la- okay, so they have to be identical layers. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay, you're being very, very pedantic here. But if I'm going to summarize the point of this game is to be pedantic. <laughs> I, then I, I want to tap out. This sounds like an awful game. <laughs> you don't layer soup because that would be functionally impossible. Okay, here's my question. I, for every rule you try to make for what makes a soup, a salad, or a sandwich, there's always an exception, and I will raise the exception. Okay. If layers make a sandwich, mm-hmm. what is a seven-layer dip? That's a soup. That's a soup right there, my friends. I would say that is a soup. I would That's say that you're missing one of the key elements that I said, though, which is that you have a base. Base mm-hmm. be beans. No, when I say a base in that, I mean, like, I, see, but the beans aren't, like, a, you, you, you bake the thing... It's a solid thing that you then decorate, even if it's layers, it's multiple. It, it is so like a sandwich a, has solid elements that cannot be penetrated by chips. Has layered solid el- solid elements One with some use. potential level of integrity greater than viscosity. <laughs> How about that? Can we I like a gif of Andrew using his hands trying to like shape out a sandwich because that's a main thing. Like dome, <laughs> with like a dome top and like you're smushing it, then you like you like yeah, that was a uh, that was that was amazing. Our next food item is black pudding. Fleur Delacour takes Ron's breath away when she asks for the bouillabaisse. He tells her it's very good, but has to ask Hermione what that bless you stuff is. Which means I probably pronounced it wrong. I feel like there's a joke in there. No thanks. He'll stick to black pudding. I I don't I don't get that joke. <laughs> First off, you did actually pronounce bouillabaisse correctly. Okay, great. I'm a linguist. <sighs> I will elaborate. For those who don't know, black pudding or blood pudding is made of blood mixed with animal fat, as well as oats, onions, salt, and seasonings. It is stuffed into casings and boiled in water. I should put a vegan warn- trigger warning at the beginning of this, perhaps. <laughs> it's, um, black pudding is disgusting. I was sleeping with a very attractive man from Sheffield for some time, and for his birthday, he was the one thing he wanted was black pudding with a cor- corollary that he was like, and you have to try it. And I did, and the texture was odd. I thought the flavor was odd, 
and I found the experience <laughs> odd. <laughs> it says it says you can't make your own because you can't legally purchase animal blood in the United States. Yes, that sounds right. I support that law. So what is this? Soup salad sandwich. Oh, soup. Why? Because everything is soup. <laughs> everything is soup. I would maybe lean towards salad because there's a mixture of elements, uh, including like some grains, and the blood could be seen as a type of binding dressing. A dressing. A blood dressing on my salad. <laughs> okay, okay, Hannibal Lecter. Uh, like, we don't just drizzle blood on top of a salad. Like, well, that's where you're wrong. Oof, wow. Okay. I think I've got a hot take here, but I'm going to go salad. Okay. And the reason is that in my mind, when you're talking, once again, I'm sure you're going to love to find something about this, but in general, salads are going to be things that are conglomerations of a bunch of ingredients that together add up to the whole that are individual ingredients on their own. I don't know. It just, it, it gives me a feeling of, a, of an encased salad. I'm going to go with salad. Salad. Okay. I'll allow it. I mean, there's definitely vegetables there. Well, I don't think a salad necessarily needs vegetables. Yeah, I guess chicken salad. Fruit salad. Oh, Pasta fruit salad. salad, by definition, <laughs> is a non-vegetable situation. <laughs> Soup. <laughs> fruit salad becomes soup if you leave it in the refrigerator too long. There you go. Soup. Everything <laughs> soup. Eventually, everything, everything becomes soup. soup. <laughs> you know, Eventually, you, you become soup. Yes. Yeah, when you yeah. think about it, we're all soup in the <laughs> We're all soup in the end, just, buddy. <laughs> just packed into, what was it? Casings. We're all just soup in casings. Yeah. We're Tide Pods. <laughs> we're Tide Pods. <laughs> Tide Pops. Soup salad sandwich. <laughs> Okay, our next our next food item is jam donuts. The whole ordeal is over. The monster behind the mysterious attacks has been destroyed. By Harry Potter, of course, and Harry's good name as well as Hagrid's is restored. The feast following Harry's recuperation is one of the best he's ever seen, and life just gets better when Professor Dumbledore announces while Ron eats a jam donut that Lockhart is leaving for good. R.I.P. <laughs> Lockhart, I'm so sorry that your life ended up like this. Um, jam donut. Sandwich? I'm going to say sandwich, because I would say a jelly sandwich is a thing that exists, Yeah. and a jam donut is simply a jelly sandwich with enclosed sides. Yes. I think uh, I'm going to say something controversial here. I'm going to say soup. <laughs> uh, and here's why. Go here's on. Why. Uh, trauma. Uh, you just killed a giant, like, man-eating snake. Um, you're not really like, you know what I feel like? A hearty sandwich. You're like, man, a warm, like, soup would really fill this. So a jelly soup, uh, a jelly donut soup would be probably very rewarding. After such a horrific and traumatizing event, so imagining like a dumpling soup, but with yeah, yeah, it's like, a, it's like a it. sweet dumpling soup. And uh, the best part is because it's magic, the donut doesn't form until it's in your stomach. <laughs> okay, so here's my actual argument for a jelly donut potentially being a soup, and that is that it could be seen to be 
a berry soup in a bread bowl. Hmm. Okay. That is berry, true. berry soup bread bowl. I gotcha. Also, this is the 90s. Remember this, people. This is the 90s. This is before bread bowls it, were invented. It was, a, it was a very weird time for, like, culinary, all right? A lot of weird things were going on. We think donuts were invented. People ate at Red Lobster back then. Donuts okay, were actually shit. mostly invented and popularized during World War II. World War oh, I. interesting. World War One is because dough was cheap. Guys, you could quickly fry it up with little to no accessories. I recently was watching the Great British Bake Off and they were doing 80s week and they did donuts. So I was like, I guess donuts were invented in the 80s. I'm not going to do any research. <laughs> no, thank Think a mass world war that killed millions of people for delightful donuts and wristwatches. I just heard a noise outside and I thought it was a cat and I looked and Sean's just standing here in his boxers trying to be really sneaky about putting his PJs on. <laughs> okay. Our next food item is Creature's French Onion Soup. There's not a good description. I guess he just makes them French Onion Soup. I'm going to go soup. I'm going French Onion Soup. I'm going salad on this one. Elaborate. I I can see it being a salad, but it is a soup. Oh, you're right. It is a soup. By definition, that's all. It's only in the name. I love French onion soup. Oh, God, I love it. I've been wanting to make it recently because it's one of my favorite foods, and I can't buy it anywhere because I have hypertension, and in any given restaurant, it has approximately 5,000 grams of sodium in it. Whoa, milligrams or grams. So I will make it. 5,000 grams. (laughs) Yeah, I'll make it one time, and we can make creatures French onion soups, or maybe Sean's because he makes some pretty good French onion soup. So I'll tell you right now, uh, and I think you all know what I'm going to say. It's a sandwich. Um, it's a sandwich because no a really good french onion soup is usually served in a bread bowl no it's not it's served in a ramekin with toasted cheese okay well she's right but i would accept it in a bread bowl (laughs) harry potter culinary universe it's a motherfucking bread bowl let's be honest y'all we would accept a salad in a bread bowl if it meant we got a bread bowl like wait that's just lovely things a bread bowl salad? No, it ru- the bread bowl ruins <laughs> the health benefits of anything you put in it. It's- why Why don't people do bread bowl salads? Do you want to advertise on your menu for- an extra 1,800 calories for the bread bowl? <laughs> salad for healthy, bread bowl for bread. I guess you would just do like a baguette crunchy if you really wanted bread with your salad situation. I just can't get my brain off Panera for the soup salad sandwich conversation. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're not. You're not wrong. Same here. I keep just going back to Panera. I'm like, why did we not like ask like the general manager for local Panera to be on this? <laughs> <laughs> you're a professional, ma'am. Can you please explain to us? Uh, uh, Amanda, what what are your thoughts? She's like, I don't know who any of you are. I... <laughs> I'm honored to be on this podcast. <laughs> we could call the uh, every year Butterball does a, a turkey hotline that where uh, you can call them and they they will help you out with any like issues you have with cooking your turkey. Oh, oh my God! Wait, is that my dream job? So <laughs> a cooking hotline? Yeah. So it, well, it's just with the turkey, but I would love to call them. And be like, excuse me, I need uh, a little bit of help here. I'm on this show called Soup Salad Sandwich and. <laughs> I need to know is a turkey, a whole turkey, a soup, a salad, or a sandwich. And I would love it if that representative was like, well, how are you cooking it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. need more information. Yeah, they're, yeah, like, for they're, sure. like, they're like, can you break it down? Because there's some differences here. Uh, 
I've got six hours to go on this shift and a list of yeah. recipes that include 50 different ways to make a turkey. They just, we go have on a huge, they just go on a huge rant of different things you go with turkey. They're like, you can even use it to clean your car. <laughs> okay. If you cook it with no vegetables and just a shit ton of gravy, that's a soup. If you put a bunch of roasted vegetables along with it, that's a salad. And if you stuff it with stuffing, that's a sandwich. Turkey is divergent. It can be soup, salad, and sandwich. No, no, it cannot. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is gonna come out one week before Thanksgiving. So happy pre-Thanksgiving, everybody! If you live in the United States, British people hate Thanksgiving. That's not a British holiday. Moving on, our next food item is triple power icy lemon pops. The Dursleys don't want to buy Harry chocolate ice cream when they take him to the zoo on Dudley's birthday. But when the lady asks him what he'll have, they at least have the decency to be embarrassed to not buy him anything. These people hate the Dursleys. They compromise by buying him a lemon pop, which Harry enjoys anyway. It's frozen soup. What You can't say frozen. It's just soup salad sandwich. Those are your options. I'm serving my soup in a bold and innovative new way. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's your prerogative, but you don't, it's just soup. This is a soup, is what you're yes. saying. <laughs> yes, it is a soup. Brooke, Mike? I lean towards soup. Because it has zest in it, but it doesn't have any lemon chunks in it, which I think would be the salad argument. Yeah, and I, sandwich, it's just is. <laughs> so, it's not exactly like a lemon sandwich in a lemon casing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> lemon sandwich. So, follow me on this one. Dust to dust, ashes to ashes. I think we all know that this is definitely a salad because you see the lemons were grown in Florida and there was a cold snap and they froze. Um, and so you're just chucking them onto a salad. Uh, so this would definitely be a salad. <laughs> Are you dying? Griffin our confidence. <laughs> no, no, this is definitely a salad. They grow on trees. I think the key factor to what makes the salad a salad, like French onion doesn't grow on a fucking tree. Okay, but cashews grow on trees. Okay, but I'm just saying lemons <laughs> grow on fucking trees. Therefore, it's a salad. Sean and I have this new, we like do one of those, um, what's it called? Universal yums. Wait, universal eats. Wait. Yum. Well, this isn't my plug, but it's one of those like treats from around the world boxes. And today we were eating from our Italy box and they had this, it was like the weirdest food I've ever eaten in my fucking life. It was like a, like a cracker cookie and it was lemon pepper flavored and it looked like an Applejack, but it was kind of hard on the outside, like a bagel. Um, <laughs> And it was lemon, it was almost like lemon poppy seed, but instead of poppy seed, it was pepper. It was just like the most confusing thing I've ever put in my mouth. So it was a salad. <laughs> yeah, was a salad. yeah, that one was a salad. They grow on fucking trees. <laughs> Therefore, it's a fucking salad. So you remind me, Christina, I, uh, this is a little bit of a, an aside, but I think y'all will enjoy it. I backed in accidentally into being like an amazingly thoughtful son one time. Because I was trying to think of something early in the pandemic that I could get my dad for Father's Day. And I just, it was literally like two days before it, I hadn't thought of anything. And at this point, I was like resigned that it had to be Amazon. And so I, I uh, 
he's gotten into K-pop recently and like all that <laughs> oh. that entails. And so I got one of those boxes from South Korea for him, right? And he calls me up when he gets it and he is ecstatic. He's like, this is amazing. This is so thoughtful. And I'm like, I mean, is it though? Like in my head, he goes, I can't believe you realized that so many of these were the same stuff that I used to get when I lived here in the army. Like these are the same treats that I used to get, the same like little like snack cakes and everything. This is amazing. And You're I was like, I did there, that like, on purpose. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this was pre-planned. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Our next food item is truckle fudge. Hagrid's glue teeth together fudge turns out to be quite useful. After Hagrid's been taken to Azkaban, Harry feeds some to Fang to keep him quiet. Fang can't bark because his fangs are stuck together. Fudge is not foolproof, so it's no surprise that Hagrid's didn't come out quite right. Hmm. I can list the ingredients upon request if that's helpful to anyone. I oh Yeah, okay, so treacle treckle is made with golden syrup, right? It says two tablespoons black treacle. <laughs> yeah. Or dark molasses or black strap molasses. Okay. So whatever all of those things are. Okay. So it's slightly different than I thought. It's so mostly like, just sugar, like three different kinds of sugar. <laughs> we're basically looking at a molasses fudge. I yes. am going to say soup. Because it is mostly, especially if it's like that gooey, I'm going to imagine the liquidity content of it is quite high. Yeah, I think you're right. That uh, it's a very oddly thick gelatin-esque soup. I don't like it. I'm sorry uh, to ruin it for you with words, Christina. It's what I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I too am going to have to vote with the rest of the group. Uh, it's definitely a soup because... It was made by a car. It was, yeah, it was made by the Ford Anglia and their side quest adventure of Fang and Ford. <laughs> new favorite uh, fan fiction. You gonna write that for us? Uh, no, someone else will. But if you're listening, <laughs> this is one of the this is one of the episodes I want in the in the manga series. If okay. you're listening, please write this, and we refuse to pay commission. Yeah, <laughs> we'll recognize it. <laughs> no, no, we'll read it. Oh, we'll read it. We won't recognize it. Also, can I can I just bring up the fact that this cookbook, if you like gave this to your kid and the kid hadn't read like all the Harry Potter books, it's full of like a lot of spoilers. A lot of spoilers. Like you're a kid reading it, and you're like cooking it, and she's like, Meatheart, look, this is the thing that Harry ate after like he died. died. And he's <laughs> the kid's just like, Wait, what? <laughs> 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 yeah, so just saying. Our next food item is shepherd's pie. The day Harry is to spend time in detention with Professor Lockhart, helping him to answer his fan mail, Harry eats his shepherd's pie without much appetite, dreading his upcoming detention. If he could foretell the future, he'd have a lot more on his mind, because during his detention, he'll hear a terrifying, murderous voice in the walls that no one else can hear. I want to know who wrote these. Really, like, uh... What's it like kind of like extrapolating meaning onto these <laughs> food items? Wait, what, what? Hold on. What was the food again? <laughs> what, what was Shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie. There's nothing like a mincing machine to grind up meat for you. 
Victorian housewives were delighted with the invention of the mincing machine because it helped them mince leftover roast lamb from Sunday to be used during the week in dishes such as shepherd's pie, if that's helpful to you. Okay. So you're telling me... Shepherd's pie is a salad? I think so. I I agree with you. Uh, Hold on. Let's backtrack here. You're telling me Harry, one, is in the tension. Two, he hears murderous voices. And you know what that motherfucker thinks? Mince pie, baby. Gotta get some. <laughs> no, no. It's the opposite order. He eats mince pie and then goes to detention. And hears murderous voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where he hears well, the murderous that, voices. Okay, so that explains a lot. You would only hear murderous voices as if, it, if it was a soup. <laughs> yeah, that, so that's that's a key ingredient to soup or create key after effect. Gives murderous you a lot rage. of gas. And murderous rage. So here's my thing with shepherd's pie is I have like this brain fart where I get like pot pie and shepherd's pie confused. And I would argue that a pot pie is a sandwich, but a shepherd's pie is a salad. Soup. A shepherd's pie, I think, is a soup, actually. I think if you went inside, it would be soupy. It typically is soupy, but I I find it to be a warm salad because it's mostly (laughs) vegetables and it's it's it's. It's just the fact that you were saying <laughs> vegetables at that time. Vegetables! That's what I call them at home to make it fun for my do you know, child. Do you know that there's an anime character named Vegeta? Vegeta. <laughs> I don't. See, there's I've, like a joke in here about like things that Vegeta eats are like vegetables. Mike, you know Dragon Ball Z, right? Of course I do, okay, and I'm debating. You did not know about before. <laughs> no, you yeah, it's it's divorce. Just, yeah, this is this is something I wish they would have brought up in the premarital counseling. They're like, <laughs> they're like, does your significant other watch Dragon Ball Z? Like, that's you get so to good. just. Oh my god! Please start a podcast where you all watch Dragon Ball Z together. Oh my oh, god! Yes. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, oh my Brooke, god! I would oh. want to hear. I just want to hear you. You watch Dragon oh, Ball yeah. Z. I want yeah, to hear yeah. your reaction. <laughs> Brooke is pre done Disgusting, with that. Yeah. And, and, and the entire the opening of the episode would just be us screaming as we power up <laughs> for like 20 minutes. So the whole podcast would be us just screaming for 20 minutes and then five minutes of dialogue talking about the episode. Because that's how Dragon Ball Z <laughs> works. <laughs> Listeners, you can't see this, but when I get concerned and disapproving, I get a really severe wrinkle in between my eyebrows. And one day, Michael will be the reason I get Botox. We call it her resting McGonagall face. (laughs) It's the nice way of putting it. It's how I know when I fucked up. I'll like (laughs) lean in to kiss her on the forehead and I'll be like, oh no, forehead wrinkles. You did (laughs) fucked up, dude. This landing strip is occupied. What's going on? (laughs) Wait, I want to defend my answer. Okay. I think. think Your warm salad answer. A warm salad because it's vegetables and meat and then it's in a kind of gravy but it's usually a like pretty firm gravy which i think leans it more towards a dressing than a soup base for me and then you've got the topping of usually potato for potato top pies shepherd's pie usually has a potato topping doesn't have to but usually does and i think that that type of carbohydrate topping is analogous to croutons therefore making it a salad but it's I thought uh, exactly. It's a layer. Hmm? 
layer. It's a layer, but the bottom, the bottom, it's really only two layers, and the bottom is like a melange of too many ingredients for it to be a unified layer. As well. Wow. The word melange is so good. It takes me right back to Dune. I need to reread that. The spice melange. Our next food item is sweet orange marmalade. Marmalade shows up often in the Harry Potter books. It's just that British. In one breakfast scene, Hermione determinedly avoids discussing her busy schedule and asks for the marmalade in response to Ron's questions. It's kind of a deep pull, cookbook writer. Yep. And guess what the ingredients are? There's three ingredients. What are they? Sugar, orange, and like a gelatin base. No. It's not pectin? No, it's just water. It's just sugar, water, and orange peel? Yeah, it's just water. Three oranges. How's this for a sweet little story? A Scottish merchant brought his wife a load of bitter Seville oranges. Not very edible. Instead of saying, what do you expect me to do with these? As an ordinary housewife might have done, she marched into the kitchen to experiment, and thus orange marmalade was born. Wow, what a story of female preservation or perseverance and the. You said preservation. <laughs> Both work. Both do work. I see. Okay. I'm just more concerned because I, I doubt this story. Judging by how long marmalade's been around, uh, the cost of sugar would have been so much that if she had just dumped a ton of sugar with these inedible oranges and water. I don't know. I just don't think I would have risked using that much sugar on something I wouldn't expect to work when sugar was expensive. Mm. I mean, also, though, when sugar was expensive, it might have been a scenario where you could use less sugar because people had less of a sweet tooth. In general, Uh, people find American foods to be, like, cloyingly sweet. Yeah, same. Because they're gross. Uh, But delicious. I I would beg to differ. Sugar is never that expensive. When I live with you. He's All right. looking at me, his wife. It's not a good one. Actually, he's looking at me. Soup, salad, sandwich. <laughs> soup. Orange peel soup. Okay, I agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because it, like, glomps. It, like, drips. It's a soup. It, yeah, it's, it's, it pours. It's yeah, portable. It's like a tomato bisque, but different. <laughs> <laughs> like a tomato bisque, but with none of the ingredients of a with tomato bisque, the nor the texture. Or ingredients of a tomato bisque. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Our next food item is bouillabaisse. To make the foreign students feel at home, the dishes of their native cuisines appear along with the usual Hogwarts fare on the great hall tables at the feast welcoming Durmstrang and Bobatons. And for those who don't know, like me, it's kind of like a... Okay, I'm just going to list some ingredients. It's got like onion, celery, garlic, clam juice, tomatoes, white wine, saffron, three pounds firm white fish, one pound lobster meat, crab meat, shrimp, clams. What is this? What is this? Bouillabaisse is traditionally defined as a, like, coastal French seafood soup. Yeah. So that's a soup right there. Yeah, it's a soup. That's definitely a sandwich. You guys are right. It also calls calls for a soup pot. Yeah. So that's helpful. It's considered, like, a coastal French soup. Yeah, so that's actually a mistranslation. That's actually a sandwich pot. Um, The word for soup and sandwich are very similar. And <laughs> French. En sandwich, 
y un soup. Yeah, exactly. Identical. I, I think Identical. you could hear that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's impossible to tell the difference. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you for highlighting that. <laughs> Our next food item is petunia's pudding, which is an English strawberry trifle, according to this. It is like a, I think we would call it a, yeah, a trifle, but that's not, what, what is, um, it's almost parfait. like a parfait, but like a dessert parfait, not a breakfast parfait. It's got layers of cake and custard, basically. Um, I know we have debates about layering, but I feel like because of Andrew's prior definition of one solid baked element, this falls into the sandwich category for me. Oh. I think it does. I think it does. Honestly. Um, well, okay, wait, hold on. Let me read to you these ingredients. Wait, let me wait, let me read to you the instructions. Okay, place the cake slices on a cutting board and trim off the crusts. Spread half of the slices with jam and top with the remaining slices. Cut these sandwiches into squares and put them into the dish. So there's sandwiches inside the soup. It's like a club sandwich where there's kind of a sandwich inside your sandwich. <laughs> yeah, like oh, an open face oh, club sandwich. You said it was a sandwich, and there's sandwich in the sandwich. Yeah. I, I think it's a sandwich sandwich. It's a sandwich of sandwiches. Definitely a soup. <laughs> okay, wait, I forgot to read the description. When Harry comes inside after completing his chores, he notices that the de- dessert Aunt Petunia prepared for the dinner party with the Masons is sitting on top of the refrigerator. I think a lot of us have trauma from watching this scene. The British call any dessert pudding, as in what's for pudding? Since the classic trifle is covered in dollops of whipped cream and often decorated with sugared violets, this is probably what Petunia intended to serve to the Masons before Dobby destroyed it. That is, like, for sure not what's shown in the film, though. Because the film is more of, like, a pavlova almost. It's, like, meringue layers with cream and berries. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how the author chose to say, as in the expression, what's for pudding? No, that's that's (laughs) a real thing. That's a real expression? Yeah, Brits will be like, like, what are we having for pudding? Like, uh, oh, we are we gonna have pudding with this? Like, it's pudding oh, wow. is a it's a word. It's dessert. They don't say dessert. They say pudding. They're very backwards people. It's but also, a pudding is a course, and it is also a consumable. Like, they will call anything pudding, but there are certain puddings that are particular, like a sticky toffee pudding. Mm-hmm. Is a dish. I just want to point out that this page makes special note that American-style trifle bowls are too deep for English trifle. It also notes that (laughs) trifle originally was mostly just custard, but then it developed into its more contemporary, elegant form that includes cake and whipped cream. It is worth noting, I learned from mostly Great British Bake Off, but Mm -hmm. also British people occasionally will shorten it to just hoods. No. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so if there's one thing Dragon Ball Z taught me, the real fight doesn't even begin until something's in its final form. And <laughs> nice callback, babe. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think this is definitely its final form is soup. <laughs> sandwich, I think we have- sandwich, sandwich, soup! Okay, wait, so Brooke, you said sandwich. Andrew, what's your vote? I'm going sandwich as well. Mike, you say soup. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I also say soup. So that's split. It's just, we could call it a soup sandwich or maybe a sandwichy soup. Soup sandwich, sandwich sounds better. Sandwich combo? It's like, yeah. Have a sandwich and a soup. It's like a French dip. We, <laughs> but we it's can, all, uh, all pudding. <laughs> all pudding. 
I'll put. All French dips are delicious. French dips are delicious. Just a little too much coordination for me, though. I'm very messy. What's the oh. uh, What's the fancy name for a French dip? La French, French dip. Yeah. Uh, something. Au, something au jus. Sandwich au jus. Maybe. No, au jus is like just, just sauce. of juice. Yeah. So au jus is the like pan dripping yeah. sauce that you make yeah. from roasting the meat. Delicious. Okay, our next food item is the Knickerbocker Glory, which is I probably should, <laughs> there's a lot of desserts in this this fucking cookbook. Dudley pretends to cry when he discovers that Harry will have to come along with him on his birthday trip. Aunt Petunia, fooled by his antics, assures Dudley that she won't let Harry spoil his special day. Little does she know. But before the day ends in disaster, Harry enjoys the Knickerbocker glory he has been allowed to finish when Dudley complains his doesn't have enough ice cream. So it's basically just like an ice cream sundae. Oh, jello. There's jello in it. It's like a parfait. I'd say a salad. There's a lot of like disparate elements that are coming together to make a single dish. And they're all like separate elements. So I don't know. I would say overall a Knickerbocker glory as an ice cream sundae falls into a salad category for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to agree with you there. So, so wait, so this is, it's definitely described as a jello. It's yes. di- it involves jello. In this sounds okay. actually disgusting. So, shout out to any of my physics friends out there. Anybody who knows anything about jello knows that jello <laughs> is just in a highly evolved form of soup that is broken through the fourth dimension. <laughs> and you can't see it, but it, in that fourth dimension, it is quite liquidy. So, yeah, I, I would say it's soup. Is there any way you could find the X Files theme song and the moment that Michael says, for all of my physics fans out there, do that. Do, 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 okay. Da, da, like, as he does that explanation, just play the X-Files theme song. I'm going to have it playing amazing. this whole time as you're asking me to do this as well. I'm going to have it carry through the whole we'll time. Stop it right here. Okay, great. <laughs> so you guys say salad. I probably would say soup. Okay. Based on what? Um, based on the fact that I like to take my spoon and mash up my ice cream until it's a soup. <laughs> but at that point, you've made ice cream soup. Yeah, and also, it's at like that point, you've broken the fourth dimension, so. It's got custard and jello. Yeah, I guess, like, the solid nature of the jello is kind of fucking me up right now. Because that is salady. I mean, jello salads were a whole thing we like to forget happened to humanity. For oh my like god. A decade. I have a beloved bunch of recipes from my nana who passed away over 15 years ago. And most of them are insanely delicious. She's got this banana bread. She's got kugel because she was a Jewish grandma. We got some like tomato sauce in there. And then there's just this one pretzel jello salad. And I'm like, I love you. <laughs> I'll carry this with me wherever I move. I'm never, ever Ever. going to make this. (laughs) People made, like, broccoli jello salad. Shut up. There's a word for it, and I we talked about it at work before. What's the word for terrible, terrible jello? Oh, my God. There's a word for it. Gelatin? No, I need to Google it. Soup jello. (laughs) No, no, no. I've heard them referred to as jello salads before. No, hold on, hold on. Primordial soup. Um, wait, hold on. I think I remember. I'm like thinking of something really specific. Okay. Aspic. What's, a what? Oh, yeah. 
a savory jelly made with meat stock and set in a mold. And I will show you an image and you will die. So wait, say that word again. What is it? It's a savory jello. It sounds like a a snake. Yeah. Yeah. It does sound like that's parcel mouth for disgusting. And I want to die in the mid nineties. I still had relatives that were making those for family reunions. That's disgusting. Yeah. We would have, uh, like, 200 to 300 person reunions that were crazy. And there would inevitably be someone who like shouldn't have been cooking for the last two decades that would show up with one of those. And as a child, every year, my dad would convince me to try a piece. And I'd be like, but I didn't like it last year. He's like, no, no, this is a different one. Totally different. Oh, sure. Tell us about change. That should work too. The nineties were a dark time for cooking. Yeah, that's for damn sure. That's Wait, when what? baby bottle pop was invented. Oh, that shit's all from the 70s, though. That's like holdover, horrible 70s invention. Yeah, that's a 70s skeleton. vibe. That's The 70s are when people were like, we're in the future now, but they weren't in the future now. So everything's going to come in pill and powdered form. Yay! <laughs> powdered meat! Hey, Yum! That's <laughs> part of the way we got macaroni and cheese, so I can't not. Oh, gosh, macaroni You're right. and cheese. You're right. My kryptonite. And I'm like the one in 500 person who loves powdered potatoes. They're oh, so I love. Good. Yeah, they're, they're good. So good. <laughs> they're pretty good. I don't prefer them to a regular potato, but they're just so easy and deli- yeah, they're, they're, freaking delicious. Yeah. I largely will select like Idahoan mashed potato packet over any actual mashed potatoes I have ever made or been served. Aw. Aw. You I, can make potatoes I, better. I like the- <laughs> I like the non-existent texture of Idahoan powdered potato. It's kind of like oatmeal, <laughs> but like better. Yeah. Yeah, our house is littered. Littered with them. We have oh. a lot of them. That's yeah. such I a college vibe for me. My ex-boyfriend Joey ate a shit ton of fake fake taters. That's a fake tater right there. Taters. Taters, I, boil them, mash them, make them from a packet. <laughs> when I go camping, I love making the instant potatoes, and then I toss a... That, like a can, half can of green beans on top, and then Ooh, yum. put a packet of buffalo tuna on top, and so it's like potatoey, and you get some vitamins, and you get your protein, and it tastes kind of spicy. Yo, that sounds Hold good. on, quick question, quick question. Is that a salad, a soup, or a uh, sandwich? Mm, salad. Mm-hmm. That's a salad right there. We got it from the creator's def- mouth, so. That's definitely a soup. <laughs> I'm gonna make Mike a shirt that just says everything is soup. Everything is soup. Look, <laughs> like, man, somewhere in a parallel universe, that's a soup. I'm just telling you right now. Okay, our next food item. We kind of talked about the turkey because it's Thanksgiving season, but this one's a classic roast chicken. At the Dursleys, Harry has never been allowed to eat as much as he wanted. So at his first ever Hogwarts feast, his eyes must have been popping out of his head with amazement at the huge variety of dishes that suddenly appeared on the table in front of him, including roast chicken. <laughs> so such a lame description. They're like, You're oh, telling me all you these don't amazing mm. things and like what's the most amazing of them all? A roast fucking chicken. And just for the record, this includes onion, celery, and carrots, and no stuffing. So that's pro- to me that sounds like a, an American invention that you need to put bread in your birds. Listen, if if England had as many wheat fields as we do, they'd want bread in their birds. Too. <laughs> okay. 
two things. One, it's probably Chick-fil-A chicken, so... Probably. There's a reason why he's like, holy shit, this is amazing. Chick-fil-A chicken doesn't roast it. Uh, <laughs> this is a magical world, Brooke. It is certainly house elf chicken and not yeah, Chick-fil-A it, chicken. <laughs> it's, no, it's house elf Chick-fil-A, man. I'm just telling you right now. It's They, they have, they franchised. Elf um, filet. Okay, is a roast chicken soup salad or sandwich? Salad. <laughs> so unconfident. A meat salad. <laughs> it, I would, I would say it is a salad in the way that um, larb is salad. What is a larb? It is a Vietnamese meat salad, usually served in a lettuce wrap. It's delicious. It is actually what kind delicious. of meat. You can't just say meat. I hate it's like, that. It's like no, it's no meat ground. salad is fun. It's ground. Here, I have to look up a picture. This is doing Will nothing. Will a picture help? She's about to show you my dick. <laughs> no, thank it's you. It's not worth it. Um, <laughs> That's a so meat this salad is, right there. <laughs> this, is, this is larb. Ugh, God, is it even? No, it's not. Brooke, it is literally. You're just white screening. Oh, wait. I can see it. Yeah, there. Kind of, yeah. It just looks like ground beef. It's like ground chicken with red onions and cilantro. Yeah. Um, and seasonings uh but it's literally just like ground meat i like i wish there was a better way to show you i don't know if that helped that's larb oh yeah it reminds me frankly of when i was doing keto and i would eat delicious meats and vegetables inside lettuce because sometimes you just literally need a vessel yeah i uh, I would say that larb is a good a good keto meal in general probably it looks like it Roast chicken. I'm gonna go. I gotta go sandwich. I don't know why, and it doesn't. Because I'm thinking, especially if the stuff is stuffed inside of it, it's almost like a uh, like a hot pocket, a meat hot pocket. It's like a KFC double down. Well, let's see. Is stuff inside of it? Give me a second. No, the stuff no. isn't inside of it according to this recipe. It's just in the roasting pan. Fucking salad, man. Uh, I'm going to say something kind of from out of left field and just say it's Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I, I'm still going to go with sandwich. I'm still going to go with sandwich. I can't even necessarily express the reasoning why. But, I mean, you're taking the chicken out of that stuff that you're uh, roasting it in after it's done. Like, are you, are you, I, I don't know. I, I'm just feeling, I'm feeling sandwich. My heart says sandwich. That's okay. Dante, I need that book. You just knock it down. Is Dante a soup salad or a sandwich? When I'm done with him, that's a soup. That's a cat soup. It's a coat. That's a manwich. That's a manwich. Okay. Um, pumpkin pasties. To Harry's surprise, the snack witch snacks witch damn witch, you a snack on the Hogwarts Express isn't selling Heath bars or Doritos. For the first time in his life, Harry pulls out some money and buys as many treats as he wants, which include pumpkin pasties. Sean and I recently learned on the Great British Bake Off, the new season, that pasties are a kind of pastry. Which was very confusing to us. It's always like, is it slang? Or are we dumb? 
No, a pasty, I would say a pasty in general, all pasties are a sandwich in the same way that a like mince pie is a sandwich and that it is pastry on top and bottom with a filling. Yeah, that makes sense. Although once again, you could use a jelly donut defense to say that it is a pumpkin soup inside of a bread bowl. Oh no, she used the jelly donut defense. We don't have, we don't have anything to counter with yet. Wait, this little blurb is kind of disturbing. Imagine biting into a pasty only to discover you've just chomped down on a whole bird, skin and bones and all. Yuck. But in the Middle Ages, huge, too tough to eat pasties enclosed whole birds or whole beef roasts. Is this where the blackbird pie thing comes from? Um, are you talking about like that weird thing they did in Game of Thrones? No, no there's a it's classic the children's rhyme. Yeah. Blackbirds singing in the dead. No, it's, um, oh, God. Peas, porridge, hot. No, I, I no, no. Thumb, the thumb in the pie. What's the one? Pfeiffer? Tom Pfeiffer. Tom Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer's younger brother. He, he put in his thumb and pulled out a plum. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. No, and all the, the king's horses and all the king's men. Roll it, uh, Roll it and mash it, stick it in a stew. It's called Sing a Song of Sixpence. Yes. Sing a Song of Sixpence, a pocket full of rye, four and twenty blackbirds baked in a pie. Oh. When the pie was open, the birds begin to sing. Wasn't that a dainty dish to sit before the king? The king was in the counting house counting out his money. The queen was in the parlor eating bread and honey. The maid was in the garden hanging out the clothes. Along came a blackbird and sniffed off her nose. Sing, sing a song of sixpence, a pocket full of rye, four and twenty blackbirds baked in a pie. When the pie was open, the birds began to sing. Wasn't that a dainty dish to set before the king? I think there's like a, a modern, like more palatable for children version of that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, and indeed, a more palatable for children version of what the fuck is a pasty? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, something a stripper that. puts on her. Oh, 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 pasty. That's a pasty. My, my bad. Yeah, patsy uh, spelled backwards is soup. Patsy Klein is a soup. Patsy Klein is a soup. So there you go. It's a soup. <laughs> okay, we're almost done. You guys are doing great. I'm really impressed with your knowledge of food items. Okay, we're gonna our next food item is beef casserole. Here's a nice cozy scene. Sitting around the table in Hagrid's hut, rain tapping against the windows, a fire crackling merrily in the hearth, while Harry, Ron, and Hermione rehash everything they know about the Triwizard Tournament. We have the ambiance. We have the sparkling conversation. The only thing missing is the good food. Our heroes and heroine have declined the beef casserole after finding a talent in one of their portions. I forgot about that. Oh my god. Uh, beef, and so they're like, you must want to cook this. Here's the <laughs> recipe. It's literally setting you up for this amazing, beautiful scene of friendship and warmth. <laughs> and then it's like, but LOL, this dish that you're making was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Who saw yeah. that coming? Is it, so wait, is okay, this basically what, what are the ingredients? I need an ingredient call on this. Vegetable oil, chuck steak, onion, celery, rib, which... I've never heard it <laughs> said like that. Um, 
all-purpose flour, only three tablespoons all-purpose flour, chicken broth, tomato paste, mushrooms. Okay, so you're making a roux. Yeah, a roux. And then you're, okay, and then you're adding beef and vegetables. At that point, I would say it is a hot salad. Yeah, because it recommends you spoon the casserole over potatoes, rice, or pasta. Why do egg noodles look the most elegant? Uh, okay, so it's in a casserole dish. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm just geeking at the notion that egg noodles are elegant. <laughs> <laughs> elegant egg noodles. The elegant egg so noodles. So elegant. Oh, what a great name. <laughs> it's like the trashiest beef stroganoff. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry, Mike. What, what did you say? No, 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 no. Let's stick to this egg noodles thing. Just the most British housewife thing to be like, if you want to touch it, egg noodles. Egg noodles from the Orient. I think that'd be the best punk band in the world called Elegant Egg Noodles. <laughs> like you just come on stage and you're just like, we're elegant egg noodles and fuck the government. <laughs> fuck regular noodles. Yeah. <laughs> fuck the establishment. Dick. For the purpose of this, we're not going to include the recommended mashed potatoes, rice, or pasta. So it's just straight up beefy boy casserole. I am going to say it falls more salad to me because I feel like this is a pretty even split salad to soup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So wait, is, I'm still a little confused. Is this like you 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 cook up the meat, right? How do you are you baking the meat? Or okay, here, here, it? here. I'll do a brief. I'll do a brief rundown. Okay, because I don't think I understand it. Okay, yeah. okay. Skillet. Put half the meat in a skillet, and then, uh oh, do the other half of the meat. Okay, great. Meat in the skillet. Okay, and then, and then put the onion and celery in the skillet, and then, uh. Make a broth in the skillet. It's all in a skillet. No, no, no. Then you transfer it to the oven for two hours. It's like a stir fry. It's like a gross British stir fry. That's a but salad. In two hours. In two hours, so much of the liquid would be gone that I think it becomes a salad. It resaladifies itself. Resaladifies itself. <laughs> I love that. Oh man! Wordplay. I have a little heart for you. See. The world's littlest part. Get <laughs> the angle right here. It, it comes in a bowl. It's a soup. I'm gonna give it salad for that pun. It was definitely a salad pun. Okay, we have arrived at our very final food item, and there is a reason I have saved it for last. I'm gonna ask you to hold your laughter till the end. I wrote OMG on the tab I put on this page because I didn't want to forget it. The name of this dish is Spotted Dick. Hermione refuses to eat after discovering that enslaved house elves cooked her food. Ron has no such qualms and naughtily tries to tempt her with Spotted Dick. I've had Spotted Dick. Naughtily. <laughs> That's it's like a classic British food. It, it doesn't matter. They put the word naughty in here. Ron naughtily tempts it, it Hermione wasn't, It wasn't naughty. Spotted dick. It's just... <laughs> you should never this, be tempted by spotted dick. This is, this is one dish that makes a lot of Harry Potter fans wonder, what in the world is that? It's an old-fashioned Victorian-era suet pudding, suet being the hard fat that encases beef kidneys. 
The story of its name is not very exciting. It's called Spotted because it has raisins and Dick because that's a Victorian <laughs> word. Dick Listeners, is a, Dick is a Victorian word that means pudding. Don't worry about where to find suet. This recipe uses butter, which is an acceptable substitute. <laughs> All we got was kidney fat and raisins. These are the two <laughs> ingredients I'm working with right now. This sounds like a nightmare. Okay, but they said you can replace the fat with butter. And then what? We've got hot buttered raisins? Okay, okay. I'm going to read the ingredients. Or, it actually it sounds... It's- it sounds kind of good, if you ask me. It involves flour, breadcrumbs, sh- bread sugar, baking powder, salt, cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, butter, raisins, raisins, currants, cranberries, and milk. So it's like almost has nothing to do okay. with so it's, meat products. It's much more akin to like a sticky toffee pudding. Yeah, that's the vibe yeah. I get. Okay. I love sticky toffee pudding. As long as there's no kidney fat in it, right? You know, I'm I'm generally anti-kidney fat. Just um, like th- when there's no need. So, yeah, very important. With, like, most puddings of that variety, you end up in a scenario where there is a, a caramel sauce on top. Is, does it call for a sauce? It recommends serve warm with warm custard. In that case, I am going to say it is a soup. Okay. Because it's spotted is, dick soup. It's in a it's in a sauce of some sort. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with soup on this one. I think I agree with that very much. So, uh, so follow me. Let's all go on an adventure here. Mm-hmm. One spotted dick is what you call a ginger with freckles. Too easy. Uh, and because he is trying to tempt, uh, Hermione with his freckled dick, just a sexual soup. It's a sexy soup. It's just, it's got it. It's got the, it's got the meats. Ron sexy dick soup. It's, yeah, I, it's Ron sexy freckled dick soup. Mike, I'm That's sorry. I, I, I'm actually disappointed in you because you're wrong. A spotted dick is clearly the name of a private investigator that has acne. So I don't know what you're doing bringing this whole spotted dick is a uh uh whatchamacallit. No, it's, it's it's a private eye with acne. Next time Michael and I have sex right as he's almost about to finish, I'm gonna say pump me full of your spotted dick soup and just see if he can keep an erection. <laughs> oh please cut that out. That's probably too raunchy. Oh my God. Uh, it's not strangely. it's a Patreon episode, baby. <laughs> I'm str- oh, it is a Patreon episode. We're fine. Yeah, I'm strangely turned Wait, on right now. People would have to pay an Wait, is this a Patreon <laughs> episode or is this a regular one? Yeah, it's a Patreon episode. Okay, then if yeah, it's a Patreon it. episode, you can leave it in. You Almost like my you all- like my little hot raisins, don't you? Oh yeah. Mm. Almost all of our bonus episodes are Patreon bonus episodes. Here's a bonus episode for you. Oh god, that was so. Oh, I want to file so a uh, worker sexual harassment claim. <laughs> I know we aren't formally in a company, and I know that he didn't actually just yeah, ejaculate. We don't have me, HR. I'm going to feel inferior to that action for the rest of my life. HR I will stands, never be able to sexually perform again. So HR stands for. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, great. Well, good work, everyone. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you so much to Adams Media for this unofficial Harry Potter cookbook written by Dinah Buchholz. Um, And also just a fun note from the copyright page. You know, I work at a small press, so I like to investigate the copyright situation. The following recipes were created for this book by Chef Chris... Chris? Koch? Koch? K-O-C-H. How do you say that? Is it cock? Probably cock. Okay, Chef Chris, a classically French-trained chef, is the culinary director of a Philadelphia cooking school, kitchen director for a number of TV shows, and author of Learning the Basics, A Home Cook's Guide to the Kitchen. So thank you so much, Chef Chris, for your hard work on that spotted dick situation. Way to go, Chef Chris. (laughs) Way to go. Way to go, big cock. (laughs) You spotted dick, you. Well, uh, that's the end of the episode. Y'all did great. I'm super proud of you. Soup salad sandwich is a really tough game and it does end friendship. So I consider us all to still be friends. So that's a great accomplishment. Yay. Because this is a bonus episode. We don't do plugs. So bye. Bon appetit. Booyah blaze. (laughs) (laughs) 420 booyah blaze it. 420 booyah blaze it. Chef Cock. Nailed it. Chef Cock out. The Restricted Section was created by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. Theme music by Ryan Kahn. Remixed by Zenit Music Studio. Logo by Michael Hardison. Be sure to like our Facebook page, The Restricted Section Podcast, join our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew, follow us on Instagram at Restricted Section Pod, and on Twitter at Restricted Pod. If you want to join our Discord server, shoot a message to one of our socials and I'll get you connected. You can also email us at RestrictedSectionPod at gmail.com with thoughts, feelings, complaints, or even lavish praise. Until next time, potheads. Soup, soup, soup. It's definitely a soup. A soup, 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 <laughs> soup. I think this is definitely its final form is soup. Somewhere in a parallel universe, that's a soup. Jello <laughs> is just in a highly evolved form of soup that is broken through the fourth dimension. Brawn, sexy, freckled dick soup. I think uh, I'm going to say something controversial here. I'm going to say soup. It's a sexy soup. Definitely a soup. You would only hear murderous voices as if it, if it was a soup.